Broadcasting live around the globe from San Antonio, deep in the heart of Texas. This is Paranormal Analytical. I'm your host, Eddie Hill, and I will be presenting reports and evidence of some of the most astonishing paranormal claims. I'm joined by my co-host, Renee Rodriguez, and our director and producer, Miguel Cantu, who'll be monitoring the chat room and phone line. We have a fantastic show for you tonight that will open your minds to the infinite possibilities to explain our universe. Get comfortable and prepare yourself for the best paranormal show in the world. This is Paranormal Analytical. everybody to analytical my name is eddie hill and i'll be your host i also like to welcome my co-host renee rodriguez also known as our mad scientist howdy all and also my other co-host we have dylan holiday who Hi, is what? known as the big man of audio you got it he's our he's our storyteller by the way of all the really cool old stuff like detective movies and things like that he's awesome but what we're here to talk about right now is our special guest, which we have, and I am going to introduce her. And her name is Sonia Barbier. I, I hope I said it right. Did I say it right that time? Yeah, you did. All right. See, we, we're rocking. We're, we are on the right track. Sonia, we welcome you to the show. I'd like to let everybody know a little bit about you, if that's okay. Yeah. Uh, Sonia is the founder and owner uh, at Spiritual Animal Healing at your spiritual business contract okay she was uh born with a rare gift as a psychic medium being able to see animals loved ones ascendant masters teachers archangels fairies mystical creatures paranormal activities and much much more uh she says eventually her gift grew bigger and stronger she grew up having animals inside and outside of her home and bonded very well to animals and couldn't wait to work with them whether big small tiny wild or domestic they mean a lot to her, and they deserve the love and respect that anyone ever want and or need. One of her gifts started off with knowing how animals feel and sense, knowing their emotions and pain, and how they live in their natural environment. Slowly, her gifts went into smell, which was a bit scary at first, how they hunt and catch for food, and then seeing animal spirits come to them 
or come to her through dreams or throughout the day. Most often she gets visions and or images of animals who will get into trouble and getting called out by them to prevent it from happening or to help them once the trouble happens. It's nonstop adventures. Uh, she has owned her business, Spiritual Animal Healings, for over 13 years with clients based worldwide. That is just an awesome achievement, Sonia. I mean, that, that, that is, I can't tell you how awesome that is. That, that is great. She continually upgraded her education and volunteered at various hospitals and zoos. She traveled to different charities and organizations across the world searching and rescuing animals, using her psychic medium abilities and providing animals first aid when injuries occur. Uh, she says... It's a never-ending learning experience for her, traveling to different countries to encounter such amazing animals. She is so thankful for the gifts that she has, and she's an avid nature and animal lover. I'm proud to be an international renowned psychic median, is what she said. And Sonia, we welcome you to the show. It is going to be awesome to have you on here and learn about your abilities and what you do. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And you know, as you all know, I like to kind of dive right into these things. And uh, Sonia, I mean, tell us a little bit about yourself, something I haven't covered in your bio. Your bio is, you know, it, it really encompasses, I think, a great deal about you. But I mean, tell us something that we don't know about here. Tell us about you, Sonia. What about you? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, I don't know where to begin. Like that bio pretty much covered most of it, anyways. Um, uh, I think because like I was born with this gift, it was scary at first. I thought everyone else had my abilities or they were able to see spirits um, that passed on or talk to spirits on the other side. I I actually thought that everyone was able to see what I see. But that was not the case. Um, but as I got older, like I learned, I had to learn it on my own. That I pretty much taught myself, like, oh, this is okay. Um, you know, maybe I should continue doing this for others. Um, I want to help others, other people. Um, my mother was very supportive of me. My father, um, who I barely talk to now. Um, he wasn't, he's very skeptical. Um, so he's kind of like out of the picture in my life now, which is okay. Um, but like, he wasn't very supportive anyways in my life. Um, it was more of my mom and my mom's side of the family. They helped me a lot too. So I was pleased for that. And they wanted me to continue helping um, animals and people, you know, that's, <laughs> pretty much it there and uh so you got involved in i mean this has been kind of an ongoing endeavor for you you know pretty much traveling the world traveling all over and uh helping animals and 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 uh looking after them and, and trying to take care of any issues or problems that you may find uh yeah there's always every day there's something different that is going on i don't think any part of my life for any like two in two days in a row I would have the same situations going on um it's always something different and I like that I kind of like that because I don't want to do something doing the same thing over and over again because it gets boring in my opinion it gets boring um so I like to kind of explore 
the possibilities out there in this universe because there's so many to learn and to look at. Yeah, I mean, every every day it's a learning experience. It's just like the show. All of us constantly, we always learn something new. Uh, and, and, and it's always from a, uh, a guest that we have like yourself. I mean, we are always looking into something new to learn about, some new type of paranormal adventure. Or, you know, whether it's cryptid, whether it's hauntings, whether it's alien, no matter what the case may be, even when you think you know as much as you're going to know, there's always somebody that's going to teach you something different. Always. You know, and it, part of it is kind of opening up our minds, opening up our souls, and, and kind of reaching out and grasping these type of uh, adventures and, and events that take place and, and, and the knowledge that other people present to us and, and just kind of taking it all in. And, you know, every day you learn something new. And, and this is what it's all about. And it's also about helping each other as well. I don't think yeah. uh, uh, there's a lot of p- people out there and, and there's other teams and things of that nature that we've run into who are very standoffish. Um, I don't think that's the way it needs to be. I think uh, we all need to work as one, work as a team and really get out there together to make a difference. I mean, that's what it's all about. You know, and it seems to me like that's something that you strive to do as well. And cause, because you're always out there helping, correct? Yes, always. Yeah. Okay, so I think what I'm going to do right now, since I've done a majority of the talking, I'm going to turn over a lot of the show right now to Renee and Dylan and let them take over a little bit and talk to you and ask some questions. And let's see where we go from there. And uh, so take us on a journey. Take us on a ride. Teach us. We're here to learn. Okay, I'll try. (laughs) Well, I was listening to your to your bio and uh, you were talking about Oh, the bio said that you can see other, I guess, other things that most people can't see? Yes. So what, what have you seen that, I guess, like most people haven't seen? Um, I would say I'm able to see angels, like, in, like as if they're people. Um, I can see uh, fairies. I can see um, mammoths, like those mythical creatures, dragons, um, mammoths, um, dinosaurs, um, I can see as well that ascend masters, I can see people's guides, spirit guides, their ascended masters, um, their angels who's around them, their loved ones who's around them. And I can see them like as if like I can see you guys. That's how clear I can see them as. Um, when I first started, I wasn't able to see them that way. It, it started off like black and white. Um, images um, but then it, as I got older it just became more clear for me now are they always around or is it something like is like uh, there's like boundaries I like your house do, oh there has to be boundaries for me um, I don't want them like the one boundary I definitely don't want them is around me at nighttime um, I think that's the one that is more sacred because I want my sleep, you know, like um, I don't want to wake up in the middle of the night and worry about certain things. Um, if there's something like a, some sort of emergencies, they'll wake me up for a reason. Um, but other than that, I just don't want them in my bedroom at night. <laughs> also, they just I take it so that they did at one time hang out without your permission. Yeah, yeah, it was 
it was to a point where it was too busy because it was everyone was talking all at once and they wanted to give me information for their clients or the clients that I'm supposed to see that day. Um, and I just told them like, can you just wait until the appointment is coming up and like, you can tell me then like, this is like, don't rush me kind of way. Like, Now do these, now do, do everything that you see, do they all live um, oh, man, what's the best way of saying it? Do they all live in one like place? Uh, I don't want to say dimension, but is there one realm that they all live, or is there something that they kind of go in and out of? I guess our existence, or are um, they always here? They go in and out. I do get clients of mine who stays in this plane, um, just twenty four seven, um. But most of the time, they just go in and out. They travel. They like to travel. <laughs> now, you said you call them. You call them clients. Uh, my clients that I have sessions with, um, their spirits would come like in and would stay with them twenty four seven. Oh, that's so if I mind. came and asked for your assistant, yeah. assistance, and that would be a client. In okay. Dylan, what do you got? So like, um, <clears throat> how much, like, how does distance healing work? Because I understand there's, like, hands-on healing, and then there's, like, distance healing. How does distance healing work? This, um, how that works is everything is going through emails um, or through Skype. I do have Skype. Um, and I usually ask... I actually, I always ask my clients if they can send a picture of themselves or of their pets, if I'm working on animals, um, of a recent photo of themselves or their pets. Um, and then I just work from there by looking at the picture. Um, and then I'll see if there's any health issues. I can see if there's anything that needs, you know, some sort of healing. Um, I can see if there's spirits around them just through the image itself. Um, that's pretty much what I do through long distance as well. Um, and I just, I'm in my meditation room. I have my own meditation room and I just do a lot of like visualizing of that person through that picture or that animal through that picture. And I just work from there. So is it like physical therapy in a way, um, or is it completely different than like a physical therapy? It's like, cause it's long distance. It's not like I'm there, um, in person. Um, but I do try to visualize myself being there in front of them as if I'm like facing them one-on-one. -on -one. Okay. How much does a healing like normally cost? Like, are you like in a by the hour kind of per, uh, job how does that work i am by the hour and it depends on the services that people want to choose because the prices varies um that's pretty much it so let me no. ask you sony i mean we i i have a an older dog and uh she suffers from seizures um can you do that kind of a healing over long distance like that as well? 
Yes, I can. Okay, so so that would be something that she could benefit from as well. Yeah. Very, very cool. And you were very young when you first started noticing that you had this gift. And I mean, what what was the, the, the key factor that, you know, you opened up your eyes and said, wow, you know, I'm, I'm able to do this. I mean, what, what was the, what happened that caused you to be able to notice that you could do this? I mean, what were you doing? Where were you? What, was it an animal? Was it a person? I mean, that kind of a thing. Um, oh boy. Um, there's one, how I noticed, um, I was, I, I had these abilities was I was trying to heal one of my cats and it was in the middle of the night and she was, I knew she was sick. I can feel she was sick. She was in pain. And I'm thinking to myself, maybe the next day I should take her to the vet and see, maybe get some x-rays done. Um, and then it's just in a matter of seconds, she communicated with me and saying like, oh no, this is her time to go. Oh God, I'm gonna cry. Um, like this is her time to go. So I said, okay, well, I'll do some healing as much as I can. I'll give out my, like my energy to her. And then, um, and then I knew it was to a point where she had cancer and it was the cancer that spreads quickly. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, she's not going to make it. Even if the doctors help, they can't. Right. So then I, uh, just said, no, it's okay to let go. Just go on, be free and move on. Um, and I told her to come and visit me from time to time so she passed away within seconds wow it's okay yeah. soon you i'm crying just I'm sorry. That too. I'm sorry. no it's okay man you're good um like so she, what was, your... like, she was the animal that was so i grew up with and she was 15 years old so she was pretty she was with me like blue <laughs> so it was hard to let her go well, what's your most mo most remarkable story of success? Like, what was the most remarkable story of success? Um, there was... Oh. There was a dog, and he was having a seizure multiple times throughout the day. So the client called me up saying that she needs help um, if I can do anything about it, I said I can try. Um, it was it was my first time healing a seizure dog, so it was all new to me. Um, so I had to ask my spirit guides to help me out to heal this dog. And with the next day, the dog was fine. And she's like, the dog. And she told me the next day, she's like, oh, the dog is like it's like we just got a puppy and it's like it's a 10 year old dog she and she's telling me like oh he's acting like a puppy now and i'm like oh that's so happy i'm so happy <laughs> right so it, it brings me tears but at the same time i was like oh i can do that i can now do that so i asked before the show um if certain animals are more receptive or responsive to what you do and i'm just going to ask you i'm going to simplify that cats or dogs which are more responsive to what you do cats cats are the quick they heal the quickest they heal 
pretty much in a couple of hours to less than 24 hours compared to dogs. Dogs take like a day, I would say. Oh, wow. So you're really making some time here. So now like... <laughs> And in, in, in this kind of field, we deal a lot with people that call themselves like ghost whispers. Would you consider yourself to be like an animal whisperer? Yes, I would think so. <laughs> and my last question will be, um, if you, if I don't know what's wrong with my animal or with me, because you do people also, how, how do you figure out what's wrong with me? <laughs> Um, how I would figure them out. Yeah, um, so if I, yeah, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You were gonna say something. Yeah, so if like, if my dog is showing signs of injury to me, but I don't know what's wrong with my dog, because uh, I'm not a doctor, or, you know, nurse or any of that, could I still come to you and would you still be able to assist me or would you just require me to go like straight to the vet? Um, I, people do come to me before they go to the vet. If it's something really extreme that needs surgery, then I'll ask them to go to the vet um, for that. Um, and then I'll tell my clients, well, if they come after the surgeries is done, come back to me and I can speed up the surgery healing quickly um, instead of waiting it. Because usually from the vet, it takes like a week for the animals to heal. For me, it would be done in a couple of days. Okay, and I just thought of a question right on the top of my head. So obviously, like illnesses that are terminal, you probably can't do a whole, whole lot for. But like, have, have there been some illnesses that are pretty severe that you've been able to nurse an animal back to health from? Um, I could minimize the tumor. Um, if it's growing, I can, stop like I can stop it halfway instead of going instead of having that tumor grow more um, because it just saves a lot of time for the vets um, and I know because I've worked with vets before like during my co-ops or doing my volunteers I like I've been through the surgery so I know how long the procedures take um, and I find that for me, it when I do the healing on cats or dogs or any other animals that have tumors and it's starting to grow or as it ate, like as you know, times go on, um, it gets bigger. So I try to use the energy I have to to pretty much downsize it. Okay, so like. Do vets hire people with your kind of uh, ability, or is it something that's not really widely accepted in the veterinarian world? Uh, it's not. I would say it's not. But I know two of the people I'm really good friends with that do ask me for help. So I do team up with them. But the majority of them, they're they either skeptical or they don't believe this sort of thing that I do in healing um, or they're just not open open about it let me ask you a question if I have my dog here do you need to see the dog like on video or I mean take me through the process of what you would do for a healing on an animal like uh, say 
it was my dog that I was going to have you look at and try and heal. I mean, what would you do to try and heal the dog? What would I have to do? What would you do? Take me through the process of that real quick. And uh, I, right after that, we'll we'll have to take a break. We have about five minutes. So uh, if you would, just uh, let, let us know kind of what you do. How, how does it work? Um, what I always do is I ask them to take a picture. Or if I see them in person, I, I want to see that animal. I'm... I'm the type of person that has to see it because I'm a visual type of person. Um, so I, if I see that animal or even through the picture, um, I try to visual, like I do a little body scan over the animal twice. And then if I feel that something like certain air parts of the area in the body that needs to be worked on, then I'll work on it more than the rest of the body. Um, if I feel that the animal is telling me that there's more than one problems, then I'll have to, you know, work from there. Um, and and when you say work from there, I mean, do you, uh, like if you're looking at the animal right now on video, I mean, is it something where you... Uh, you pray out loud you pray to yourself you you know do you put your hands on the screen i mean what what is it that you how, how does this work i mean that's what i i think i'm trying to get at i mean how, how does this work i picture it as the animal is in my lap whether they're heavy doesn't matter if they're a heavy dog or a heavy cat like i picture them in my lap and i just pray to myself and I scan using my hands like my hands are moving constantly and I'm just I either have my eyes open or I have my eyes closed um, I'll have my notepad beside me because I do take notes um, and then with those notes I'll tell the clients what I see um, and what they need to do afterwards okay so it's it's not something that you do kind of like a out loud or any prayers out loud toward the camera or anything like that it's you kind yeah. of do it all kind of mentally and, and you picture yeah. everything the healing taking place so if you and i were sitting here and i said okay i've got my dog you know what's wrong with it you kind of take a visual of the dog you're kind of scanning her you're taking notes on what you're picking up or what you're feeling from that animal and then you kind of close your eyes and you do a visualization and you kind of go through the animal through your mind and, and do the healing that way. So is, is that, am I pretty accurate as far as uh, how that works? Yeah. Okay, great. All right, everybody, listen, it's about that time. So we're going to go ahead and take a slight break. And uh, we shall be back with you all here very shortly. And so I just have to get my ad music up here. And uh, so we're going to do a quick ad. We're going to do a quick music. And the music I'm going to play for you all today it's going to be uh, more or less your Ricky-type healing music, uh, you know, that kind of uh, music that you use to meditate. So it's not going to be any rock and roll. It's not going to be anything like that because of the subject matter. We're going to go ahead and let you all trance out. So anyway, here we go, and we shall talk to you all here in just a little bit.
Ben Franklin said, if you do the same thing tomorrow as you did today, you're going to get the same tomorrow as you got today. Changing the world starts with you, and changing you starts with changing the way you think. Late Night in the Midlands can help. Listen to all of our shows at latenightinthemidlands.com because things really do need to change. You can listen to the LNM Radio Network 24 hours a day, 7 days a week through the Paranormal Radio app. Available from lnmradionetwork.com or talkstreamlive.com on both Android and Apple. Our call to listen line is open 24-7. Dial 701-719-9704 so you can listen on the go. The LNM Radio Network and Late Night in the Midlands depends on you, the listener. Without you, there would be no us. So help us continue to bring you the best guests with the best information and subscribe today. Information on becoming an LNM subscriber can be found at the top of latenightinthemidlands.com. Just click the About Subscriptions tab and become part of the family while helping the truth stay alive. And while you're at it, maybe subscriptions aren't for you. A one-time donation helps as well. Click that donate button on the right side of latenightinthemidlands.com and help us help you. To hide the truth once you know it makes you think that you are better than everyone else. It makes you into the type of person who says, ooh, I have a secret, but you're not ready to hear it yet. However, for $39.95, I'll let you in on the secret. You'll lead the people to the promised land for the cheap price of three easy payments of one-third of their soul apiece.
are back hey everybody how you doing my name is eddie hill and i'm your host on paranormal analytical we have renee rodriguez my co-host we have dylan holiday my other co-host and we have our very special special guest on here and we have miss uh bear oh my god i'm gonna <laughs> goof it up bar barbier barbier yes yeah <laughs> thank god Oh, okay. See, that right there just threw me for a loop. So I, I almost messed that one all up. Well, I did mess it all up, but yeah. we won't go into that. So anyway, um, I don't know if you saw during the break, I had uh, Tinker, which is, uh, she's my senior dog. I was wondering if you were able to look at her long enough or, or have a peek at her and, and kind of get a feel for, for something about her. Are you there? I, I lost your voice there. Oh. <laughs> Okay, Audio. I said I, I said I know during the break I had uh, Tinker, uh, the, one of my dogs that I was telling you about, and I was uh, wondering if you saw her on video and if you were able to uh, get a sense for anything on her during break. I did see her. Um, she is like your baby. That's what I was getting. Like she's glued to you. Yeah, she really is. <laughs> I've had her a very, very long time, and she was a rescue that I did uh, back when she was just a young pup, and uh, I actually found her out during a thunderstorm in the middle of winter, and she was freezing to death, soaking wet, and brought her in, and she's been part of my family since, so, I mean, she's been with me quite a long time. 
Yeah, I had that sense that she was afraid of something. And then when you mentioned uh, that thunderstorm, then it kind of makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, she, she still to this day, if there's thunder, she still freaks out. So, I mean, that's still one of her, her things. And she does have uh, seizures on occasion where she'll go completely out. I've had her where her heart stopped several times and I had to get her back. Luckily, I was around to do that because if I wasn't around when, at that point, she would. I don't. I don't know if she would have came back or if her heart would have started back up. But uh, she's had several issues like that, and you know she was having them for quite a while. You know, like two, three, four times a day. But uh, here recently, uh, they've they've subsided quite a bit, and she only gets one every once in a while now. So yeah, she's been with me for a long time, but she's a she's a good girl. So I kind of want to bring her up and and let you see her, and then kind of get your thoughts on her and see what you thought. Mm-hmm. For uh, someone who's a skeptic, um, what would you tell them uh, to to try to get them to be more at ease with what you do? Oh, I'm not that type of person to change the way they think. Um, it's, it depends how they take the information I give them and how they're going to do, like what they're going to do with that. That's up to them. But I'm not one to say like, oh, you have to believe me in what I do. Right. I guess their decision, whether they want to or not. But, um, there are times I have worked on, um, people that were skeptics on the things I do for as a business. And just in the end, they then realize they just suddenly they realize their mind opened up and they're like, oh, my God, you just changed me. I'm like, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Because I cannot I don't know. (laughs) Um, But then they're happy because they're like, you just opened up my eyes. Um, And then there's some that still don't uh, agree the things I say or they don't want to accept the information and tell them, but that's totally up to them. Like, I don't, to me, it doesn't bother me if they don't accept it. Um, it's just, it's how it is, right? You can't change your people. So being that we're on a show that talks about hauntings every week. Okay. Yeah. Say I come to you and yeah. I need some spiritual healing done. Is there a, a chance that some harm could come to me? Like, is, is there a chance something's going to latch onto my soul or something? Um, it does happen. Like, there is spirits that cling to certain people. Um, I've had it happen to myself. Um, but at the, for me, I do cleansing on people and on animals. And I do, I do my, you know, my prayers and they they do end up leaving them alone eventually but it takes time and and how much time does it normally take uh it depends on the spirit like the energy of the spirit if it's super strong um the negativity is really strong then it takes maybe five sessions i would say at most uh, to get to to get rid of them what causes a spirit to latch onto a person uh usually 
um, what happened in the past. Um, if there's something that happened to the person in the past, it would cling on to them, or maybe the personality of that person. Um, because for me, I I don't know what, what's their deal, the negativity, but they always tend to come to me because I'm always positive and I'm sensitive to the energies around me. So they tend to go for someone vulnerable. And, um, but then like, but I always have my guard up, right? I have my shields 24 seven up. Um, so they don't, they can't hurt me. Um, but you, it has happened. Pardon? How do you shield yourself? How do you protect yourself? Um, I just asked the archangels to help me for that part. Um, I tell them to give me protection um, and to, if there's a negativity, I have to walk away pretty much. Like I just walk the other way. <laughs> All righty. I'm going to keep the hypothetical questions rolling. I'm sorry. I can tell you really love those. Um, so <laughs> this hypothetical is I'm broke and can't go to a healer. Alrighty. Is there something I can do at home to benefit myself or is that just like a no-go? Uh, there is a few things you can do at home. There is uh, like you can do sage cleansing in your home um, that would fight off, you know, the negativities like to a certain to extent. Um, it's not like it's they're going to be gone fully. Um, um, you can do um, meditations like I have taught people to do meditations on themselves um i do as well for my business i do i'm a massage therapist as well so i teach people uh how to meditate on their own um um how to go to bed relaxed not think about the negativity um there's there's some things that work best for clients and there's some that doesn't so it depends how they how you want to, you know, take things. Does your client's belief and faith, does that affect your ability to help them? So in other words, like if someone comes to you and they aren't, you know, a huge believer, or if they don't necessarily believe in like an, a higher power, are you still able to help them or are they just unable to be helped at that point? <laughs> no, I'm still able to help them. But is it more or less potent if they have if they have more of a belief? Do they get more of a benefit if they believe? No, not really. Like it's 50-50, right? You don't have to believe it. You can believe it or you don't. And do you feel any type of a surge of energy going through you when you're performing these healings? Um, I do. Um there would be times where my hands are cold. Um, I would feel, or there would be times where my whole body is constantly shaking. Um, sometimes uh, I would feel really hot out of nowhere, or um, or I'm just I end up because I always have a pad of paper with me and pencil with me, and I, for some reason I would just suddenly pick up the paper and start scribbling. Um, 
words or numbers or pictures like it would just come to me for no reason like as if they're taking over my body so i know that renee is interested in this kind of field and a thing that we've commonly talked about is like are you able to acquire this ability or do you have to be born with it um i was born with it um but i wanted to learn more about it um, I wanted to have kind of, I wanted to make my ability stronger. So in order to do that for myself, I had to read books. I had to, you know, uh, I went to different mediums, you know, cause I want to know what they had to say about me. I was curious. Um, I did a lot of meditations. Um, that's where my abilities came through as well. Um, and Pretty much that was it for that. Okay. Dylan, I was talking about meditation and um, I know I always bring this up, but I really do believe that when you start meditating, I mean, really start meditating every day, you gain, you gain extra abilities. Everybody, anybody can do this. Yeah. And do you, you meditate every day? I do. Yeah. I meditate before I go to bed and first thing in the morning. And before I work on clients. Now, when you're healing somebody or, or, or an animal, if they're, does it take extra energy to heal the, the animals or people that are more sick? Or is it just the same amount? It, you know, I, I understand you, you, you focus on the animal or the person, and then I guess you intent, you will, you will your healings on them. But do you have to use more, I guess, intent or maybe more of your energy to heal people that are sicker? Um, I do have to use a lot of my energy to heal people that are really sick. So it kind of takes more out of you at the, at that time. It does. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and with every healing, so I, I guess what I'm trying to say is if, if you had multiple healings to do, in one yeah. day, you're going to probably feel pretty drained by the time you're done yeah. with those. Is that correct? That's why I recommend most of my clients, like if it's something that they're really sick when it comes to health issues, that to book another session with me. Um, and I highly recommend that um, just because like I, if I'm really exhausted, I was like, oh, this, I can't finish it all at once. It, it takes, it, like, it takes time to get it all out, you know. Right. What are you, what are you imagining when you're healing somebody? What's going through your mind? Are you giving them energy and pulling out the negativity or are you pushing out the negativity? Or in, how does that work, at least in your mind? <laughs> well, actually, I... I think of that, like, I think of happy, like, of happy places for some reason. I don't know why. Um, I'm, I always think, like, oh, this, this could be, this could work in the end. This, this will help them in the end. Um, I, I usually always think to myself, like, I just want this out. <laughs> like, you know, I want to get rid of this right now. Um and it's, sometimes it's frustrating um, because it does take time on some things. Um, but normally I just think like, okay, this can be done. I want it 
Like, just get rid of it. And is, and when one session, it usually, it does it usually go away? Or you say you have to do multiple sessions with people who are sicker? Uh, it does go away. Um, they would feel better after the session. They would feel a bit like they're more energized. Um, sometimes the next day, they'd be like, oh, I feel like I feel really low today. I'm like, well... You, you know, like, you have to kind of drink, you have to drink water, you have to think positive. Um, uh, if there's, if it's the same situation, like, come to me, because maybe um, it's, maybe it's a bigger problem than it was in the beginning. Um, it, it depends on different, you know, kind of health problems. So, so during yeah. your practice, have you met other people with your abilities? I met some people. Like I am good friends with them, um, but they don't do as many as I do. They're more of like specializing in one thing compared to where I'm specializing in multiple areas. So... Uh, the people you have met, though, I mean, they're more uh, one thing and one thing only where you kind of, you know, encompass the whole, yes. you know, basically the full realm of things. Yeah. Okay. Dylan, I'm sorry. You were going to say something. I jumped in front of you. Yeah. Oh, you're good. So um, another hypothetical for you. I am so sorry. If my <laughs> pet has an issue tinkling all over the place, okay, are you able to, like, assist them through this through this issue or like like i don't know i don't un really understand healing myself i guess um i don't know the kinds of things that you can help and like not help if that makes sense um i can yes oh, oh cool every <laughs> every every new new puppy owner is going to be flooding to you right now <laughs> that's okay <laughs> Also, if if um, I have a pet and they're not sick, can healing still uh, help them? You know, meditation helps people. Uh, can can a healing session still help a pet that isn't necessarily sick? I it sure can. Um, they actually animals enjoy being healed because they get so much energy. They take so much energy out of you because all the negativity, like us people have, they take it right, and then you. And then once you do the healing on them, they're just like refreshed. You know, they feel energized. They feel more calm. They feel at peace, like more freedom um, compared to people. Right? I guess it would be a lot like uh, meditation, Renee. I get. I think for the animal, you know, especially if you're able to lay hands on and uh, kind of, you know, soothe them and relax them and, and kind of get them into that relaxed state. I believe it would be a lot like meditation for us. Yeah. You know, you're talking about just healing the animals. Yeah. In other words, you know, uh, you know, putting them in that frame of mind, I think, where they relax and, and they they uh, they're more open to you. You have that little connection going with them. You have that little bond. And uh, I think that it's so it's kind of like a meditative state for the animal itself and the connection with its owner or with its human and uh able for the, the animal to uh, connect to you and, and to relax and to, I guess, feel needed, you know, feel like part of the pack in a way. 
Well, I just mm-hmm. grab my dog's ears and I rub them, and she she trances out. Well, you she do that to me, out. and I trance out. <laughs> <laughs> now Dylan can do that for you. Nobody, nobody's rubbing my ears, man. <laughs> You gotta love it, and and you know honestly, you know I'm, I, you, you got to get used to us. I mean, we're really bad. I mean, we we can we can cut up quite a bit on the show. So, but uh, yeah, we we have a lot of fun with this. But uh, you know, the main thing what I want to get out to everybody is the fact that you know this is something that they can do for their own animal. You know, they can contact you as well if they need help but you know it it is something they can do to relax the animal and to kind of put the animal in a trance-like state and uh assist the animal in in feeling better about itself not only that it seems like it helps the animals feel better about its environment in general you know a lot of a lot of animals have have the uh, kind of environment where they're afraid of one thing or another you know i know living in the city my dogs used to be terrified i live in the firework capital of the world Okay. Every day there's fireworks going off. It doesn't matter what day of the week, what the holiday is. Somebody's celebrating something. Yeah. And my dogs, you know, lose their mind over these lights and the sounds. And, you know, maybe, maybe you could cure firework, you know, PTSD. I don't know. <laughs> I do do works on that. So you do work with, you, you help animals also that have these, uh, afflictions where they're afraid of uh fireworks gunshots you know all that kind of stuff and and working with the military i mean we've had dogs that for whatever reason just cannot stand the sound of gunfire and of course those dogs don't do us any good you know when we're uh, training them for canine use and uh you know we end up having to to adopt the animal out because if the dog freaks out if you fire a pistol it's just you know not going to happen for him you know if you're uh, in a police situation so you know, the, these are things that we found with a lot of dogs, and, and very few dogs actually uh, recover from that noise, uh, uh, I guess, fear that they have, especially on gunfire. And what's really strange is, you know, during training, you know, a lot of the blank guns that we use, you know, when we're training them, you know, you fire a round off, and or even before you fire a round off, it's like this dog who's never been around a weapon can look at that handgun or that rifle or that shotgun and they, for whatever reason, you can see them actually become afraid of this weapon before it even goes off. I mean, they have no idea what it does, what it is, never seen one, and they're still afraid of it. I mean, can you explain something like that? Um, they can sense, like dogs can sense when it's going to happen. Um, they can see when it's going to happen, before it's going to happen. Um it's hard to explain unless you're there in front of them in a way um, to experience that thing. But majority of the time they do, they, they can sense when something is going to happen before, like it, before it's going to happen. Precognition. So, yeah. We take- I mean, but it's really weird because I mean, some of these animals who've never seen a weapon before and we're introducing them to, the weapon and the fact of what it does and you know and how it sounds before anything even happens with it they just see it and they back off and cower you know and not i'm not saying all of them i mean some will just try and bite you right off the bat but i mean they they see these things and it's like they cower and it's almost like they know it's dangerous it could be because of what 
maybe happened to them in the past in their past lives so animals animals you feel animals you feel do have past lives then as well See, I often wondered that, you know, I often wondered, you know, if an animal had a past life or, or if somehow maybe even, and I know I'm stretching and kind of reaching, but if maybe even, you know, when we pass, if maybe we come back as an animal at times, you know, I mean, it's, you know, that, that's kind of some of the questions that, you know, a lot of uh, paranormal investigators ask and, and things of that nature. So, I mean, we don't really know where we go or what happens, you know, as far as that, or as far as the reincarnation part of it. But what if you reincarnate as a, as a, as a dog, I mean, or, or why wouldn't you, or a frog or, or lizard. That sounds right. If we can reincarnate as a person, why couldn't we reincarnate as an animal? Exactly. And that's kind of the point I'm making. I mean, what if some of these animals, you know, like some of the ones we have, have are, uh, you know, were people at one time or, or, and, and do they know they were people, you know, or do they, if that's the case, I mean, do they know that this is, uh, uh, something that, uh, if they know that they were not always a dog, if they have a memory of it, I mean, you got to wonder, I mean, about maybe that's why things. they're so good at communicating with us. You know, you tell your dog to lay down, he goes over and lays down, you know, <laughs> mine doesn't, I got the worst dog. So let's see here. It is break time again. Can you believe that? Every 30 minutes we take a break. But uh, I'm, I'm sure that uh, uh, is pretty good for you, Zonia, as far as going, oh, I get a break. You know, all these questions. <laughs> but, you know, it's all part of it. You know, so let's just have fun with it. You know, don't don't feel shy or anything. I mean, it's all in, it's all in fun. So we're going to take a break. In this break, I am going to let everybody know that Instead of a rookie song, we're going to be playing a cover by Dylan Holiday. Oh, God. Here we go. Oh, here we go. I, I, hey, you know what, Dylan? I am getting requests on Facebook. Oh, God. To play a song that you're singing. Take all of you. I appreciate that. I Yeah, so so here we go with the, with the uh, commercial, and then we're going to go and we're going to listen to uh, Dylan Holiday and uh, see what he sounds like on this other song. That I'm going to be playing, and real quick, just to give you a heads up on what it is, it's a Wailing Jennings and Don Williams song, Amanda, and uh, so that's what's going to be playing. So anyway, here's the ad, and after that, we'll have Dylan Holiday with a cover. Enjoy, and we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Available now, Troll Spray. Do you have problems with trolls? Do you constantly find yourself turning on the light of truth and find they come out of the woodwork after you? Give your trolls a quick squirt of Troll Spray and you'll be amazed at how quickly they flee. Troll Spray has been tested on all of the different types of trolls, chills, false prophets, doomsayers, sock puppets, and of course, those ever fearsome hostile radio show hosts. It works on them all. Get Troll Spray today, available only at LM Radio Network. Spray the trolls away with Troll Spray. Why subscribe to Late Night in the Midlands, you ask? Well, I'll tell you why. Late Night in the Midlands covers everything. And through the thousands of expert guests who have joined Michael Vera on his show, come pieces of the big puzzle, which started many years ago. 
Michael and his guest reveal information dating back to the beginning of time. To this very moment, Michael Vera not only brings you the best guests with the best information, but Michael is not afraid to call out those who are less than honest. You see, in this day and age, we need a radio show we can count on and a radio host we can trust to expose the truth one show at a time. So become a late-nighter and subscribe now. Talk radio like no other. Late Night in the Midlands, bringing the truth back to talk radio. Great fear and trembling shall seize them, even to the ends of the earth. The earth shall be hurt, and all things which in it perish, while judgment shall come upon all, even upon all the righteous. Behold, he comes with ten thousands of his saints, to execute judgment upon them, and destroy the wicked. Yet as God has appointed, so are all things brought to pass. No peace shall be to you. Do you think social media is the end-all be-all? Do you live and breathe by Fakebook and other platforms? Do you spend hours and hours endlessly going through posts by alleged friends in an endless quest to have a life? You need Fake Away, available exclusively through the LM Radio Network. Our crack scientific teams have worked tirelessly to perfect this product and have made it available to you through this limited offer. Fake Away can solve the problems suffered by you and many others. It can help you understand you have been snowed by the fake media, the social media biases you encounter every time you click refresh, and even help your hair grow by keeping you from pulling it out over the smallest offenses. Get Fake Away today, only through LM Radio Network. Fake Away is not for shills, disinfo agents, lovers of politicians who keep screwing the country, constant end of the world predictors, liars, hostile radio show hosts, or snowflakes.
Fate should have made you a gentleman's wife Amanda, the light of my life Fate should have made you a gentleman's wife It's a measure of people who don't understand The thrill that I'm seeking in a country old band Got my first guitar when I was 14 Now I'm still wearing jeans and I'm only 19 Amanda, the light of my life Fate should have made you a gentleman's wife Amanda, the light of my life Fate should have made you a gentleman's wife Thank you and we are back. Thank you, Dylan, for that uh, rendition of Amanda. <laughs> that was awesome. I'd like to thank uh, Sharon and, and Sue and everybody else in the chat. That, that's very kind. That was awesome. That was awesome. Emily says there should be special karaoke breaks. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so, Emily. I think we're going to have karaoke breaks, I think, what we're going to do from now on. So I'm going to be picking things from uh, Dylan's uh, songboard, and uh, we'll be playing those. But welcome back, everybody. We've got a great show co going on right now with uh, Animal Healings. And uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. And we What's got uh, Sonia Barbier with us, and uh, she wow. is talking about the spiritual healing of animals and the fact that it can be also used to help heal people. And we have... Uh, my uh, co-host Renee Rodriguez, which is our mad scientist, and we have Dylan Holiday, my other co-host, and uh, which you just heard on the radio singing Amanda. That was a good oldie, by the way. Like that. So anyway, we're back with you, Sonia. So tell us a little bit more about some of the past healings that you've done with some animals as far as some of the different cases you've had concerning uh people that have come to you and what you were able to do and some of the cases that you've had and that you found with some of these animals and let's talk about some of the success stories with that um i've had one case where the animal didn't like being around people it didn't even like the owner it was with it didn't like anyone period um but they adopted him anyways um which is fine um, and I had to do, I think it was four sessions I had to do because it took a while than I thought, longer than I thought. Um, but in the end, then it ended up being friendly with just the owners. Um, it had a hard time accepting other people um, once I got the, the dog friendly with the owners. Um, 
kids, but they were fine. They're like, oh, we don't we don't care about other people. We kind of want us. Like we're it's more important that the dog get used to us instead. And how did that go? I mean, in long term. Um, I think it went well. Um, I'm I haven't spoke to them since. Um, but it seemed like. They were happy at the end results. They were just pleased that the dog finally was able to be itself around them. Go ahead, so I have another hypothetical. <clears throat> my pet's lost, okay? Can we like channel my pet and find him or <laughs> no? I can, yes. Oh, okay, we can do everything then. <laughs> No, you can. Sounds like you can do. It's what they call it now, remote viewing. Yes. So you can. Can you find? You can. You can do remote viewing. I can. Um, I've actually have two of my friends. Um, they're animal control officers, so they come with me when it comes to rescuing animals or finding animals. Um, I've had. I bring a piece of paper with me, and this was the first time I'd done it. Um, someone was asking me to find their cat and it was in the neighborhood. Um, it was just outside the city. And for some reason I took a pet, like a piece of paper and I wrote down all like random numbers and I'm to myself, I'm like, what does this mean? Like, it means nothing to me. I'm like, this is clueless. Um, and I, I told the guys, I told one of the guys, I'm like, do you know what this means? And some, it was so weird because he's like, oh, those are air, like those GPS location for aircraft. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> I'm like, that Whoa. cannot be real. And then so he's like, yeah, let, like, let's go down to the air base and get a plane and let's go and find it and it was like this is too like unreal like this doesn't it was i couldn't believe it yeah um, so even this was something that you were having to reach for to to even believe that you were able to do this yeah it was shocking because i'm like oh i'm I'm, I'm like, oh, these numbers, I thought they were useless. I'm like, why did I bring these numbers? Like, it just came out of nowhere. And then it, it, luckily the guy, he was like, oh, those are GPS locations, coordinates. So I was like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> so we were able to find the cat and then bring it home. That is really awesome. I mean, and cats are not easy to find. I mean, when you found this no. cat, I mean, where was it? I mean, what was it doing? It was in the forest. It was deep in the forest, um, and it was thick bushes. It was really thick, but for some, like, because I had strong, um, like, sights and the smell. I can smell it. It was like it was getting like it was dirty smell. So I kind of knew it. It went through mud or through some smelly swamp, and. Uh, so I smell like I follow through that, and then it, and all of a sudden we were like calling out its name, and she was meowing for help, and I'm like, oh my god, this is too like too good to be true kind of thing. So, but we were happy together. So it was it was a real experience. I mean, so when you sense these things, 
you're literally picking up on odors you're picking up on visuals you're picking up on sensations um yeah. locations and on locations like were these numbers just coming into your head or i mean how were you visualizing this it just came as like talking to myself. I was like three, four, nine, or like east and like ninety-eight degrees, and it was. So like, you were you were actually picking up coordinates, coordinates like uh, you would yeah. type into a GPS yeah, system. Yeah, to me, it was like, what does this mean to me? Because I never, it never came to me that these were, you know, coordinates for the aircraft, like for air pilots. Um, so to me, like I'd never experienced that. That was the first time. So luckily, I was, I was thankful that I had someone that knew what they meant. Yeah, without having somebody that knows what these numbers mean, I mean that would have kind of been useless at that point in time. But yeah. it's good that you were able to get these coordinates and pick them up, and were able to uh, find somebody to actually take you and locate this animal that was lost. Yeah. I mean, because I, I mean, you talk about. A cat lost out there in the forest like that i mean that's pretty much impending doom on that animal you know it's not going to be able to make it out a domesticated animal like a cat i mean but a lot of cats well, you know a lot of cats can you know adapt and, and overcome a lot of issues but you know you're also talking if it was like a forest and a damp area and something like that you're talking a lot of different types of predators that this cat's not going to be used to that it's going to encounter throughout its uh, journeys and it's mm -hmm. probably not going to make it out of there in one piece and probably become lunch for something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Sonia, what's the strangest creature someone's ever brought to you to uh, heal? <laughs> I hope it's like an elephant. I really do. <laughs> I, <hope. laughs> I have worked on elephants before, but they're not the strangest. Um, <laughs> I have. What's stranger than an elephant? <laughs> uh, oh, because I work with so many, but I think it was a Komodo dragon. Someone had a pet Komodo dragon that I had to work on. That was, I think that was like the weirdest one I, I worked on yet. I think I'd work on a lot of things, but I don't know if I'd be playing around with a Komodo dragon. You know, those things right there have all kinds of bacteria in their mouth and their saliva that they used to kill their prey. Is it the Komodo dragon that has it with the, uh, the, with the rot in the mouth? Well, they have a lot of the bacteria that are inside their mouth. And with the, all they have to do mm -hmm. really is uh, bite an animal. You know, it doesn't have to kill it. It just needs to break the skin. And those yeah. bacteria enter that animal and cause a severe infection that eventually leads to a bloodborne infection. And it puts the animal down. And all the Komodo dragon has to kind of do is just hang out and wait, you know, you know, for maybe uh, several days to a week. And when the animal goes down, he's got lunch, you know. So that's basically how they hunt. Now I want to hear about this elephant story. <laughs> Who brought an <laughs> elephant to you and how did you cure this elephant? No, I went to Thailand. It was at the elephant sanctuary. Um, they called me in saying that the elephant was sick and they couldn't, they didn't know why. Even the vets, they were totally, they didn't know why either. So they, some, I don't know how they found me. Like I am on the internet, but it was so weird how they just came to me suddenly and they're like, oh, can you come down? Like, we need help with, for you to heal our elephant. Um, and I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. 
And so I flew down there. And then I spent probably a week there. I spent like a week, I would say, there healing the animal each day because it was so big. Like the elephant is massive. So it takes a while to, you know, scan the whole body. So, um, but yeah, that I think the elephant took the longest compared to any other animals. And and did they tell you what was wrong with that ele- elephant or did you have to kind of find out on your own or did you talk with the veterinarian about it? I had to talk to the veterinarian prior to seeing the elephant um, because I had to see if they did any x-rays. Um, I had to look through x-rays and they see maybe they missed something. Um, uh, they did a lot of x-rays. They took, um, they were asking like me, like, oh, you know, like we, they were showing me these x-rays as well. And they're like, you know, we kind of see the problem and I'm looking at the elephant and I'm looking at the x-rays and <laughs> it's kind of like looking back and forth on what, like with the elephant and the x-rays. I'm like, you're, you didn't, and I told them, I'm like, you didn't x-ray the right body part. So they had to do it all over again. Um, but even the x-ray didn't pick it up. And I said, no, you have to look harder. Um, it's deep inside the elephant. And what was wrong with this elephant? I mean, what, what was taking place that it, this elephant was sick? It had um, a tumor, but it was so tiny that they couldn't see it on an x-ray for some reason. So I don't know if the x-ray was what they had was not good um but um it was so tiny that they couldn't see it and i was able to see it clearly so you you when actually you felt that animals, this thing had a tumor you, i'm sorry when you sense the animals um do you see what do you see the uh, the tumor as do you use your hands or you do your mind what do you what do you feel i yeah, used my hands i use my hands to scan where specifically it is in the part in the body um i have to um then tell them oh it's in this location um and i'll describe to them what how big it is what it looks like um and they'll they'll end up taking x-rays anyways so you see it and you feel it with your hands yeah like with because my hands, when I feel it with my hand, it gets really cold. The cold spot is where the, the where it hurts. Yeah. Where the where the tumor was. Yeah. And then in your mind's eye, you can see what actually looks like and how far it is. Yeah, like how big it is. Um, like how like how much they have to cut. Like how far apart they need to cut. Have you ever, has doctors ever documented uh, uh, you healing them? You know, like you have a before and after picture like this. Let's say that the elephant and when you actually can find like the MRI or, or the x-ray could find it. And then you heal it and then they take another extra MRI and it's gone. Is there any kind of documentation? Um, They do take documentations. Um, they do that before and after. Um, they do... Um, they take a pic, like they have the x-rays and then they do the surgeries and then they have this tumor, they cut the tumor out and there, and there you have it for the after. Um, and then they have to send it off for proof as well. And you said you can shrink tumors or make them go away altogether? I can, yes. 
And that's like, is that, is that, is that really hard to do? Or is that, is that simple for you to do? Um, it's hard to do because to me, I can't tell, I can't tell if it's, um, cancerous or not, um, because that's for the vets to diagnose. Um, but I can stop the tumor from growing more from expanding. Okay. You can stop it from, yeah. from spreading anywhere else. Yeah. And when you first started doing the healings as a, as a, as a kid, I know you said your parents, at least your mom supported you and your dad didn't support you. Is there anybody else in your family that has any, like any kind of abilities like this? Um, my sisters, they have Reiki healing. My mom has Reiki healing. Um, my cousin, she's able to see spirits, um, but she doesn't do any work on the side on, on that. Um, she gets spirits coming through her dreams. Um, it sounds like, uh, only the girls get the, the this ability. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Any any other family members that has any of these abilities? Uh, no, not. I don't think so. I'm sure it scared you the first time you actually saw uh, a, a spirit. It, have you ever run into any, uh, I guess you can say, for the better part, evil or, or nasty spirit? Any any ones that want to harm you? I've had um, an evil spirit come to me in the middle of the night. Um, I It was scary for me because I didn't know what to do. Um, it was It was like a dream, but yet I was awake. So it was like half-half in between. And... I can feel um, this this evil. It was a demon. I felt it was a demon, and it was trying to get through the backside of me into my body. It was trying to take over me, and I'm trying. And my whole body is shaking, so I'm trying to concentrate, but I couldn't because all I felt was his hands going into me and to my back, and I I was like. Well, I have to do something quick or else it's going to be too late. So I then I I just had to pray. I was like calling the archangels to help me out, my spirit guides. I had to call everyone that can help me. And it was it was hard to focus because all I was focusing on was this spirit going like this demon going into me. So I just took all of my energy out and scream as loud as they can to just to focus on praying. And it was then after that screaming, I then I saw images of the demon fighting Archangel Michael. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> but I was like, I don't want to experience that again. So it was once in a lifetime. So it never happened since then. Do you know why they wanted or why that demon wanted to possess you? Or is there any reason why they want to possess people? Uh, I think because I'm so, like, 
oh, I don't know how to describe it, but I think I'm like, I'm such a happy, easygoing person, such positivity that I think because negative and positive, they somehow attract and they want, they trying to take me down in a way um, because I, they know that I can, you know, help the universe in a better than like better. Um, so, but I, I don't know, I could be wrong. So I don't really know what's the reasoning behind that demon, why it wanted to be there. But I think it's just because he know, like it knows that I'm, you know, I'm doing healing for people and for animals that it probably wants me to stop doing that. And it hasn't come back to bother you since? It hasn't, no. It stopped. Oh, wow. Are there, like, friendly spirits that are attracting themselves to you also? Like, you know, you talk about uh, your, these archangels and, and how they're kind of guarding over you. Are there just other spirits that are also, uh, you know, guarding you? Um, I do have my loved ones um, protecting me. They're always around me. I can sense when they're here mm -hmm. or when they're not here. Um, I can see other spirits, other people's loved ones coming to me. Um, if I'm with a client, if I have clients coming in, then, you know, the next day, their loved ones would come in be the day before and just talk to me before, like prior to the sessions. So I'm just like, I'm telling them, well, can you wait until tomorrow and we can talk then? Um, instead of does, like, does that ever happen in a casual type format? Format like, have it, before you were on the show today, did any of Renee's ancestors come to you and and say, uh, <laughs> I don't know what ancestors? Did any of Renee's ancestors come to you and say, Hey, you're dealing with a real weirdo tomorrow. You better look <laughs> out. <laughs> no, because. Um, when I'm in an interview, like when I'm doing shows like with you guys or with someone else, I t I'll tell the spirits um, not to bother me. Um, I, it's just how it is. I rather I want it just to focus on you guys on in this show and just talking about the you know animals and the spiritual side of things um, than Do just the spirits ever. Do they ever disrespect your wishes and show up anyway? You know, listen, if you saw my family, it's because those people are all, you know, <laughs> they're some crazy characters, you know. So, so I imagine every once in a while you have somebody that's just like, I don't care what you want. I'm going to bust down your door anyway and come talk to you. Yeah, I do get those quite some time. All right. Well, listen, everybody, it's about that time again. We're going to be taking our final break. And uh, so we are going to go on break here for just a few minutes and play this commercial and we'll be right back with you so don't go away uh we're going to be discussing animal healings and spirituality concerning that right after this
Franklin said, If you do the same thing tomorrow as you did today, you're going to get the same tomorrow as you got today. Changing the world starts with you, and changing you starts with changing the way you think. Late Night in the Midlands can help. Listen to all of our shows at latenightinthemidlands.com because things really do need to change. You can listen to the LNM Radio Network 24 hours a day, 7 days a week through the Paranormal Radio app. Available from lnmradionetwork.com or talkstreamlive.com on both Android and Apple. Our call to listen line is open 24-7. Dial 701-719-9704 so you can listen on the go. The LNM Radio Network and Late Night in the Midlands depends on you, the listener. Without you, there would be no us. So help us continue to bring you the best guests with the best information and subscribe today. Information on becoming an LNM subscriber can be found at the top of LateNightInTheMidlands.com. Just click the About Subscriptions tab and become part of the family while helping the truth stay alive. And while you're at it, maybe subscriptions aren't for you. A one-time donation helps as well. Click that Donate button on the right side of LateNightInTheMidlands.com and help us help you. To hide the truth once you know it makes you think that you are better than everyone else. It makes you into the type of person who says, Ooh, I have a secret, but you're not ready to hear it yet. However, for $39.95, I'll let you in on the secret. You'll lead the people to the promised land for the cheap price of three easy payments of one-third of their soul apiece.
Welcome back, everybody. I'm glad that uh, we, uh, we're here with everybody, and we have Sonia Barbier with us talking about spirit animals. We're talking about the healing prospects that she's able to do with not only our furry little friends, but also with other people as well, and the process that goes along with it. Uh, a lot of times people think about these uh, healers, and, and they don't really know what to expect, and is it something that they should be scared of? Is it something that uh, they need to be aware of? But uh, after uh, speaking with uh, my co-host, uh, Renee Rodriguez, and my other co-host, Dylan Holliday, I think we've pretty much got everything generalized down to the fact that it's nothing to be scared of. It doesn't hurt. And this is something that could not only help people, but it can help your furry friends as well. So uh, welcome back, Sonia, and thank you so much for being with us tonight. Thank you. And this is our last part of the show so you are almost set free sonia you're not you're not trapped here forever we got 30 more minutes to go well actually less than that now so uh but you know we we want to know more i mean i you know some of the comments that i'm reading up on and people that are texting me and and talking to me they're really intrigued by this and i mean it is something i think that we're all intrigued by and we'd really like to know more about how you do this why you do it and, and I mean, I think we've covered everything except why. Why do you do this? What, what makes you go day to day to day and, and you continue draining yourself, you know, working to, to try and help uh, people and animals? I mean, what, what, what's your driving force behind all this? I would say it's more on the, just seeing, you know, the owners and the and the pets just seeing their end results like how much happy they are that i'm and they're just happy and they're energized and they're they're more positive than what they were before so it kind of brings me like i'm i i get happy when i help out i love to help out people um i try to um, there are times where I'm just like, oh, maybe I'm not good enough. Um, but I do, I do try my best to make everyone feel comfortable. And what happens like in those uh, instances where something doesn't work? I mean, how does that affect you where you find out you can't help someone or you can't help that animal? I mean, how does that affect you inside? stressful but and I'm I get sad very easily so it's kind of like I I don't want to give up but I do in a way and it's and I for me it's like I have to stay strong I have to stay strong for the animals for the owners um I can't bring them down right like I'm here to help them I don't want to have them I don't want them to feel like they, they need to suffer any longer I don't want them to suffer um like I try like I just want to be there for people that you know that deserves my healing right and so I mean has there ever been a time when you thought you're to yourself you know, I really don't want to do this anymore. It's really depressing sometimes. And the attachments that you must get as well to uh, some of these uh, animals. I mean, I think that right there would probably be one of the hardest things because 
you know, it's real easy to attach yourself to to an animal and 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 then to see that animal pass on. That's got to be something that's just heartbreaking. And I, I know I, I don't I don't think I could do it, you know, honestly, because I, I love animals so much. I don't think I could take the sad part of it. You know, and and I'm sure a lot of you know, a lot of people, including yourself, have to kind of psych yourself up for looking at the it's more positive more aspect of it. Than sad, that's what I believe, right? There would be a lot more happy times and sad times for you doing this work. Ah, uh, there is, yeah. But I think it's the emotional stress, Renee, that I'm talking about that would probably send me over the edge. I mean, because it, you know, even though. I would feel I'm doing good. I I don't know how I would be able to handle, uh, you know, any type of disappointments or, or the loss of a, a loss of a, a pet or a client, you know, during that process, you know, and, and being uh, attached to an animal like that. Well, she's doing the same thing as a doctor and nurse is doing anyway. So, yeah, but that's, you know, that's people that's easier for me to deal with, I think, than an animal. You know, now, so. I know you, you, you said you, you can talk to or you can communicate with, um, uh, I guess for a better term, ghosts and other entities. Is there is there a lesson that we need to learn from these, whatever they are, ghosts or whatever you want to call them? So I'm sure you've had conversations with these people or passed on people or whatever they are, spirits. Have they, uh, what I'm trying to get at, is there, is there any kind of secret or is there anything that, that we need to know as we're alive right now? Is there anything that we need to know from, that we're getting lessons from them? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, I, it's hard because, hard, hard to say that um, because everyone is different. If I say one thing, then everyone, and or saying the other thing then you know certain there's certain stuff that would work on others um but i think it's just more of you know accepting what it is um whether you believe it or not um not all ghosts are evil um there are some that are good um I think just take one step at a time, feel like follow your gut, you know, you follow your gut instincts. Do you feel that the ghost is evil or do you feel that the ghost is going to hurt you in some way? Or do you feel like it's friendly? Uh, it depends how you want to take it. No, what I was asking is, is, uh, the, the afterlife. Uh, what happens? What happens to these ghosts in the afterlife? So I know you talk to them, you communicate with them. So and you, and you told me that that you have family that that is, I guess, your guardians are your guardians, and they get to. Is this something that they want to do, or is this something they're assigned to do? When you get a guardian or guardians, um, it's what they're assigned to do. So we all have we all have some something we all have assignments. Yes. So as as a, as a living at least for now living person, I have I have an assignment to do. Yes. Okay. And how do I find my assignment? 
that's more f- towards doing meditations. Um, you have to, or there's another trick that I do is having getting a piece of paper and asking a question. Um, fold that piece of paper up. You can lit it on fire or rip it up in pieces, but think of that question that you wrote down. It's like a prayer. You're doing a prayer to yourself, and you like, and you're asking yourself, "What is gonna happen? Like, what's good will come out of this?" And how do you how do you receive the answer? Pardon? And how do you receive the answer once you ask a question? Uh, you will get if you will get clues. You would have maybe you get a dream. There will be a message. Maybe your loved ones will come in your dreams. They will give you a message about it. Um, you could maybe sense something like. It's going to be messages that you would least expect. So you pretty much have to just pay attention to what's going on. Yeah. Like follow your gut instincts, follow, you know, like your heart, um, follow your mind. Like what, if they're all um, working as one, then you got your message. See, that's something Dylan and I talk about all the time. We, we talk about exactly this you just kind of have to follow or, or number one thing is you follow your gut renee don't ruin my end of the end of the show oh. speech man what, what's going on <laughs> i was gonna I, bring I this something going well no um first off i would like to say uh from sharon russell on facebook she says uh what you should do sonia is you should place a white light of protection around you before every session you do and that will help you to feel less strained smiley face <laughs> What I want to bring up is something exactly what Renee just said. We talk about this almost every week, Renee and I, about um, power through meditation. And we talked about a power I had when I was a kid that I have lost the ability of. And I'd like to say what the power is is the power of reading auras. I used to be able to read auras very well, okay? And I've been meditating lately, (laughs) And I've acquired that power back. And the reason it's very important is, and you guys can tell by how I'm talking and how I'm very different, Sonia here is one of the few people with a very pure aura. Renee, we were talking about the the, the white aura, the bright aura. She's mm-hmm. one of those people. And it radiates to me. I'm smiling. You, you guys never see me this happy on this show. She really <laughs> is a, a truthfully selfless person. She is what... Mr. Rogers up here, you know, in, in the Pennsylvania land would have described as as a helper. So, Sonia, on behalf of, of our show and all these folks, uh, I would like to say thank you for just being such a positive uh, person. And uh, thank you. You're welcome. You see, Sonia, and you thought he was just being mean, didn't you? Asking you all those hard no. questions. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, that's the whole thing is that, I mean, this is such an awesome gift to have. And, and not only that, it's, it's great that you're actually getting out there and you're helping people. And uh, I know that there's a lot of times when, uh, you know, people say, well, you know, should you charge, shouldn't you charge for, for being able to do this? And yes and no. And, and I agree with some people that say you shouldn't charge. I agree with some people that say you should charge. But 
uh, like Dylan and I, we'd been on chat here off and on. And like he said, you know, you're providing a service. Well, not only that, I feel you need to be able to eat as well, you know, and, and you're providing this service and it is part of your business in order to do this. And it allows you to travel. It allows you to get out and go do things and help other people and help the animals. And uh, I, as far as this goes, I would have to say you're you're perfectly in the right as far as charging to do this. And there's people that may be able to do it without having to charge and, and you know have plenty of money or, or have other jobs that uh that they really depend on more but uh you know and it's just like the doing the paranormal and, and the paranormal shows you know like some people say you should never charge to to go investigate a, a a haunting well yes and no and i mean and as far as us we never charge but i mean they do provide you know you know cop food or like police food what i call it you know coffee and donuts you know because you know the sugar and the caffeine is always great to keep us up and moving but you know on cases that are very far away if somebody wanted us to go check one out i mean as far as being able to have the funding to go that would make it almost impossible unless you know somebody would help cover the cost of the the team's travel to the location in order to to do the work so that's why i say yes and no and uh I kind of, you know, fall both ways on this, you know, as far as uh, what I believe. Uh, you live, well, you live all over the world now, or you travel all over the world, correct? Yeah. And and you move from from country to country. Uh, do I do. This? Yes. So what's where's I'm your next stop? Travel. I'm sorry. I I mostly stay in one spot, and if I have to go to another country, I just fly out. And then I come back home, and then once again I fly out again. Okay, so you do have a, a home. You don't just travel all around the world, and that's all you yeah. do. Yeah. Okay. So, what's your next destination? Uh, well, I'm here in Belize for a while until September, and then I'm in Canada for school. Uh, the the trip to here the, the reason why you're in Belize is is to to do what exactly? I'm here for volunteering as well as doing my business here as well. Now, what's your what's your volunteer work? I'm actually working at the Belize Wildlife Center there, so I'm helping out there. What do you what do you do there? Oh, I'm I'm just like a vet nurse, like veterinary technician nurse. A vet tech. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's one of the hardest jobs in the veterinary field because I mean you get tasked with pretty much all kinds of stuff. So yeah, yeah I know that that's got to be difficult. And and doing that, you're also dealing with a lot of cases involving animals that are sick that can't be repaired or can't be fixed as well, and that's got to be draining on your senses as well. Yeah. Are we the ones, are we humans the ones that are doing most of the, the, the damage in nature that you've noticed? Yes, that's true. So what's the number one, or actually what's the top of us, how, how do we hurt, how are we hurting the, the, the wildlife right now that you've seen as humans? Uh, I mean, what are, what are we doing that's wrong? It's pollution as well as that habitat, destroying their habitats. 
So it's basically so going in and, and the destruction of the habitat the wildlife live in and uh, the pollution caused by factories and, and all the different things that uh, yeah. we as humans create. Uh, do you think, in your mind, do you think it's ever going to get any better for everybody, including the wildlife and the animals? Or do you think it's going to get worse? I believe it will get worse. So it's you, you feel that... I, it's going to be, you know, it's eventually going to be the destruction of, you know, life as we know it. If we keep going the direction we're going. Yeah. And uh, is this something that comes to you or is this just your personal feeling or is this something that maybe you have an insight on that we don't? I'm, it's just the information I'm getting through to me. Mm 